Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. Hey there, fuckers. It's me, Holden McNeely, and this chunky boy is Jake Young. May the force be with ye. Jake, for the love of God. And we're here to tell you about The Wizard and the Bruiser, a podcast that uncovers the truth behind how your favorite superheroes, anime series, and video games became the pop culture juggernauts that we rely on to forget the pain of existence. We're not saying that this is the most informative geek history podcast ever, but I will promise you that you will learn enough to impress your one really weird cousin who always wears the Naruto headband. And if you are that weird cousin, let me just say, Arigato, Otaku Senpai. How was that, Jake? acceptably racist. Hop on the Way Way Back machine as we take you to 1992 when Mortal Kombat ruled the arcades and kids were clamoring for the newest issue of Spawn. Or just sit back and relax as two aging comedians try to understand how the hell Minecraft managed to conquer the minds of our nation's chubbiest children. No matter what, we'll do our damnedest to make sure every episode is an unforgettable journey through the stories you love, hate, or maybe just don't understand yet. Check out Wizard and the Bruiser on the last podcast network. It's geek history with extra bits. Well, I mean, Henry just got uh, Despacito stuck in my head. Despacito, mama, 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 get a burrito. Yeah, he's making up the lyrics because he doesn't know the lyrics to it. I'm going to go ahead and I I dare say that I have a more annoying song stuck in my head. Despacito. Don't you say that Despacito is annoying. You take those words back. Despacito is annoying. We all know that it's annoying. It's (laughs) annoying because, only because... It's. I don't have the real version of Despacito in my head. You have your own version. I of have it. this droning, boring version of Despacito in my head that is rolling. That is just like I. I don't know what it is. It's like an intrusive thought. I'm experiencing a, a resurgence of fondness for Despacito because in my uh, video game Just Dance 2018, I've been getting very high scores dancing to Despacito. So that's why Whoa. I will have no Latin flavor. No negative words. All right, no negative words about Despacito. It always gets stuck in my head. It's a great earworm. My name is Jackie Zabrowski, and uh, Molly Neffel is joining us today. How are you, my love? Hi, guys. I've missed you, and I'm so glad that Henry is here. Yes, and we've got uh, got Henry Zabrowski from This Network's last podcast on the left, and uh, Henry is sitting in for Marcus today, and he's not driving me crazy because I'm combating you with a baby shark, baby shark, baby shark, baby shark. 
Uh huh. Mommy shark. Shark. No clue what you're talking about. Mommy shark. Legitimately, do not know what this song is. You guys might as well be like, is this like a children's show, like theme song from Chechnya? What is this song? It's your close, Henry. It's a YouTube children's song that is like, it's like, um, how do I even? It's like. It's like living la vida loca for two-year-olds. Like every oh everybody under the age of three knows it and loves it. Is this made by the Hungarian bots that make all the Elsa Gate videos? Is it the same group of dudes? The same weird like Turkish Wait, what is production Elsa-Gate? companies? What do you mean? What is we, that? I'm not bringing this up on another show. We've talked about Elsa Gate. <laughs> it's the one about the YouTube. It's the YouTube whole shows that were created for children that were done essentially by a bunch of keywords that children look up on YouTube. Where it's like Elsa and Spider Man and stuff like Spider Man is fucking like shitting on Elsa's head and all stuff and it's highly weird. We have never talked. About this needles and all this kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> We've definitely never done that. Has nothing to do with Pink Fong making Baby Shark. This apparently, this song has been around forever. It's been, it is right now. It is number thirty-two in the Billboard charts. Why? Which to me is insane. Yeah, it really goes to show the the power of uh, the zero to three demographic. Dude, and it's also be so now it's being used in a bunch of meme stuff. But the thing is that it, it, it was yesterday or the day before that I heard this song four times while looking through Instagram and I finally was like what the fuck is this song alright what the fuck is this song apparently I'm very behind and apparently everyone has been has had this song stuck in their head for a long time but now I get it and it has been 24 hours and I can't get Baby Shark out of my head I think that this was a phenomenon you could have skipped I know I don't want it <laughs> so we delete it then you have to delete it from your brain with something else you need to think of something else that'll get it in there what's what's a um, the sexual nature of Mahershala Ali playing himself at 85 years old Woo-hoo. because honestly what's nice about that even I as a, as a straight man looking at me is he's just a, a couple of seconds of ripping rubber off of his face from being a full blown hot man Yes, very true. And I often think about whether the young woman who's interviewing him as an old man knows what a banger he used to be when he was young and thus would sleep with him now, even though he's an old man. I mean, that I think that does count for quite a bit. A lot of times if you could see if you could you could maybe see sleeping with like a 75 to 80 year old if you got a picture of what they used to look like, like right next to them. Yeah, you make them wear out. a bag over their head with their old self. No, you keep going, there you are, Peter, <laughs> as you're having sex with them. Does that mean you also eat the fake Play Doh food as yeah, well? Yeah, like, ooh, I'm so full. I'm so full. And you're just farting all the air that you've been eating. Uh, but uh, Mahershal Ali as well in that. I, I wonder if We're it's talking about give. True Detective season three, by the way. Yes, but I wonder if it's, what it's going to do. I wonder if it will start like a weird trend in the schizophrenic thought, like in the schizophrenic community where they do believe that maybe, just maybe, under the skin of that doddering old man, if I just get through that first layer of skin, I'll reveal the sexy young version of him inside of him. You I know do, what I mean? So do you think that that's going to become a phenomenon that people are going to start doing trying to rip the faces off of old men to <laughs> fuck their younger selves? Yes. Maybe. I had a friend in high school who I can't remember if it was Peter O'Toole or Henry Fonda, but it was definitely somebody who was like currently 80 years old and she really wanted to bang him because she like thought he had always been so hot. And we were all like, but he is currently an old ass man and it didn't matter to her. She could see right through it. You were a part of a very another section of nerd group 
that it was actually more like old timey. Like you went through because you like musicals and you like tap dancing, you like all this stuff. It was like you were like a tween from 1915, like but in modern day where people, uh, my subgroup I think is the the direct subgroup to the the nerdier section of the male situation. I think would be um the anime world and having sex with pillows <laughs> with naked women on. Wait, them. you're saying that that's what you identify as? That's your subgroup? No, I'm just saying that in terms terms of type of nerd equations if we're going to do nerd chemistry they cancel each other out what's hard is that there's a lot more of the type of nerd you're describing henry like there's like anime nerds is like a thing whereas like 11 year old girls who like want to sleep with fred astaire is like there's not a big community for that (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't want to have sex with a tap dancer of most people. No, what are you talking about? No one, tap, tap, no tap, one tap, who is around me. It's just like, think of those you are dancing really, If you brought a man into our home that was like, I don't need to sing. I don't need to play a guitar because my instrument's on my feet. I'd be like, get out of this house. Get out of this house, dancing man. Take a thing serious for a second. Yeah, but no, he's dancing Wear through life. Wear normal shoes. He's dancing through life and Wear I'm proud of Wear normal shoes. <laughs> no, Henry, I can't believe you. I still, there is still like, like my plan C is still like, it's not too late for me to become a professional tap dancer. It's not. You have delicate feet. I mean, you definitely can do tap, like become a professional tap dancer way easier than I can become a professional wrestler, which is what I keep looking into. You can't be a professional wrestler. You I do not have the professional discipline wrestler. and you do not like pain. You do not like pain, and you don't like exerting yourself just past where you need to be exerted. You gotta be honest with yourself, because you're gonna get in the ring, and you're gonna go over the ropes one time, and then you're gonna be like, oh, why did I do these? Oh, yeah, my brother was right. My brother I would never say that. I would never say that. My brother is such a wise man. No, that's not what I would be saying. I think that I can do this. I think that my name is going to be Sweet Magic. You got a lot of, you I have a lot of objectives a right K. now. You want to be the hot dog woman. You want to be Fran Drescher. You got a lot of objectives. I'm saying you got to narrow it down and Why start thinking about it. Are you trying to tell me that I... Are you trying to say I'm not strong enough? Oh, my God. Are you trying to say that I'm not strong enough to do it? No, Just imagine I, me in the center of the ring. I got ideas. Isn't that great? I got I got, I got dreams. <laughs> Yeah, I think sweet I don't know, magic's Harry, I think coming for you. It's like with presidential candidates, you know, a lot of it is about the charisma, and I think that Jackie's got the charisma. And she's trying to see what sticks, which I totally understand. And I'm down with the hot dog woman stuff, and I like the Fran Drescher stuff. I think it's fun. I like all the animal prints. It is fun. It is fun. And also, I finally realized that apparently Cardi B is actually also designing her clothes based on uh, Fran Drescher's kind of wear. Interesting. She also really likes Fran Drescher, and I know that like it looks just like that. That's what she's doing, but she actually is. She's like Cardi B of Fi and Fran Fine. And I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of that's a lot of pop culture at once that I that it doesn't compute in my mind. This is why I can't do page seven in terms of like total like run page seven because that amount of pop culture in one intersection makes my eyeballs cross. Oh, see, see, what do you mean? To me, that's like the coolest. That's definitely the coolest thing I've heard. in, you know, four to five days about Cardi B. I'm consistently impressed with every fact I learn about her, and the fact that she's inspired by Fred Jester makes me love her even more. She is a very inspiring person because she did, did really go from nothing to, like, 
massive. She really did. Yes. And and I love that she's having so much fun with it. But also, I love it because everyone was just like, Cardi B did that government shutdown video. And she was like speaking to the camera. It was really awesome. It was very like, you know, it's like, fuck yeah, go Cardi B. And the next video she did was her in her like really tight Gucci pants. And she had the Gucci pants rolled down to her knees and her legs open inside of a limo. And she goes, my pussy got to breathe. My pussy got to breathe in these pants. My pussy can't breathe. And so then the She's next She's going to be video, a congresswoman. It's not going to be I'm very excited for that. That's why I love so her. Now her pussy's got to breathe. She but contains multitudes, you know? Women contain multitudes. She contains multitudes. We can be smart one second and, and you know, our pussy's got to breathe the next second. Yeah, dude. I get it. I, I Sure. <laughs> not, not saying yeah, yeah, that it's no, not I get smart the to take down breathe. your pants. It's very smart to take down your pants. It sounds like she's very, you know, smarter than many of us. I just feel like I'd be in a different type of world if I introduced an Instagram video that was me with my pants around my knees going, my balls got to breathe! <laughs> my balls got to breathe! And it's just my dick and balls out. Although, I mean, we, we talked about this month months ago. I'm obsessed with this fighter, Derek Lewis, and yes. he has, and he's got that. Uh, he, he one of the interviews with Joe Rogan is that he took off his pants after the fight, and he's just yes. in his underpants. He's like, "My balls was hot." Yeah, Joe. Yeah, my balls was hot. Yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> see, that is that's why I like. See, you can do this, Henry. Empower yourself. <laughs> you are filled with coffee. You just got so much energy. You got so much intense energy. It's a lot of coffee coming into it. I'm I'm booting up. Currently. I know. I'm sorry. I woke up at 10. I just rolled over here. You see how soft my clothes are, Molly? This is what happens in Los Angeles. I'm wearing nothing but athleisure, and I'm not an athlete. I'm also wearing athleisure. Well, you're, you deserve it because... That's, you're out there every it's day. It's either you grinding. are in Los Angeles or you um, are a parent and you decide you're just never going to wear real clothes again. Because why bother? <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, why bother? Be why comfortable. Bother? Yeah, pants too constrictive for somebody who's carried a baby in their body. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, man. Yeah, I know how that shit is. <laughs> My guts are always full of something. Oh, it's always wriggling around. Yeah. I got. I'm, I'm shitting four or five times a day. I'm sorry, Molly. No, come on. We're all, we're all carrying something we don't want to be carrying. We all should be wearing. Yeah, man. I got guilt. Basketball. Yeah, shirts. I got baggage. Yeah, yeah. Some of us do. The only pants I wear anymore are uh, athletic leggings because I'm definitely going no pants 2019. I mean, I think that it's 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 nice because here it's more societally acceptable. To I see. wear soft clothing. Yeah, that does sound nice. Because everyone here is, Los Angeles is really trying to pretend like it's very chill. They, yeah. they they pretend on the outside that it's a very relaxing, cool, like no, it's fucking chill here, bad kind of shit. But but actually, it's very competitive and terrible. So I know that this is tried and true territory, <laughs> Jackie. But when you wear leggings, and I'm sorry to go into again what is like a very well discussed premise but what do you do about your ass do you wear dresses or do you wear t-shirts and if t-shirts what do you do about your ass you know Jackie it seems to be mostly legging <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm mostly legging do you mean like how do I hide my ass do you like when I wear like I've just I just wear leggings and t-shirts and I'm fine with it but people are all like oh my god put your ass away not to me but in oh life. my ass is out my yeah. ass is it, I, I don't give it I don't give it you each. gotta celebrate it yeah, yeah dude my ass is getting bigger for the first time in my life and in a good way congratulations I mean, yeah. thank you thank you I should start doing diameter checks 
Is that what they're called? Archaeologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, yes. yeah, sir, call my ass, my my curvaceous mountain. And I'm like, I must go to the top of the peaks of this mountain. Ooh. Is that what geometrists do? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, that's what geologists do. Geometrists. That's what they do. <laughs> do you, um, I mean, people do that. Me undies. Me undies. Born is the panties from heaven. So many hellborn underpanties are out there on those streets trying to rumple your stiltskins and make your day a nightmare you can't wake up from. But the good thing is, there is an underwear brand out there for us that just focuses on being super comfortable. And it's me undies! A lot of thongs out there do the whole roll into the crevasse of your folds dance to keep you hoisting at your groin to the point that someone might ask you if you need a cream down there to sort yourself out. Not me undies, though. They stay in place and don't try to hide from my grabsy hands. And they are so soft on my grabsies. Me undies uses the coveted micromodal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. This fabric genuinely feels like actual heaven against your skin. What is me undies from heaven? You can also get a style that is perfectly suited for you. Women can choose from four different cuts, all of which are available from classic colors to adventurous prints. I want to get the snatchy-matchy design called Heart You because I think me and Goth Daddy's front touches will look so gosh dang cutie alert when they are slam dancing. Good gravy, I love a slam dance. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you order MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. And to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash page 7. That's MeUndies.com slash page 7. You know, I don't know what's more annoying to have stuck in your head. Baby shark... Or out of season first, Noel. Um, I'm sorry. I just keep getting distracted because M- Molly's shirt says "abolish ice" on it, which I'm very supportive. But it keeps the way the Skype is. It looks like it just says "Polish ice." Polish ice, which I imagine <laughs> is just water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Polish joke there for you. Yeah. We're allowed to make those jokes. We can. <laughs> Polish ice, Polish get it? Ice. Just water. I know. <laughs> I also imagine Polish ice is just you know. It's a group of cops just arresting themselves. It's fun. The um, Polish people um, were horrible victims of Auschwitz and the Holocaust. Henry's been in the middle of doing <laughs> the last podcast series on Auschwitz. And uh, I also, which is weird, it was happening. It's Dr. Mangala, but I, we, oh, we just got to the Auschwitz chapter of it. Gosh. I appreciate your constant Auschwitz references now, Henry. I, think, I find them very relevant. Yeah, it is. Um, it's great. I started reading, um, I started reading Mouse. Mouse. Have you read Mouse? Yeah, but it's with mice. It's mice. It's a, it's a graphic novel that is, um. About the rise of the, uh, the Nazi state and the, and the, the, what it was like living in the ghettos, but as a mouse. It's very it's upsetting. Cute. Not, it's, it's not a great, cute. No, it's not cute. It's a great <laughs> story. It's a really good comic series. I've heard it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I'm really, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. 
Uh, because, you know, it's like when life is sad, you know what you do? You watch and read things that are more sad. See, I can't do it. That, that's where a part of it is I've, I've jumped into another world of, like, trying to watch things that only make me laugh. I'm trying to do more of fun stuff. Why? Which is why we ended up watching a lot of uh, Worst Cooks in America. Oh, I watched that too, Anne Burrell. I like that show, but it's becoming more and more of just a game show with physical obstacles than a cooking show. <laughs> because there, I think that Anne Burrell and what's his name? The Tyler. other dude, Tyler Florence? Yeah. They're getting sick of eating the food. They must, right? Because I was reading about that with Gordon Ramsay. You talk about how many times he stopped that hotel show because he got salmonella poisoning two times. Whoa. And he was so sick of being hotel sick. Hotel hell? Yeah. He was like, I, I, he was, I kept eating all this horrible shit and just ruining my year. And he's like, why am <laughs> I doing this? I'm a millionaire. Yeah. You don't need to. Doesn't have to. Do you like this show, Molly? Uh, I am more of a Beat Bobby Flay person myself. Because um, it's kind do. of Beat a... Bobby Flay's got the worst editing. It is the worst editing in any food show possible. Why? Where it's like what do you someone mean? says to me like, Bobby Flay, more like Bobby needs to go back to cook and school. Cuts <laughs> immediately to like an audience member going, ha ah! <laughs> <laughs> Laughing like they have a gun yes. pointed at their head. <laughs> Meanwhile, then you have like some random ass actor from like, Who's like number eight on Superstore's cast list? Who's just laughing? <laughs> you got how many buns? You making these buns steam? The guy's like, I'm gonna make these steam, these buns more steam than Bobby. And cuts back to a fucking <laughs> audience member going, yeah! like laughing, like all this weird piped-in laughter from the sides. My That's dream, very specific. my dream is to be in the audience at a beat Bobby Flay, and just I just want to be drunk, to- and I just want to scream because it's so. Not- clear that all the jokes <laughs> fall so flat and yet they have to just be like yeah yeah <laughs> every time one slams Bobby the whole audience has to go oh, oh. But you don't understand that you're it's you will be sober it's hours of just sitting in a holding tank and then put into a 50 degree <laughs> studio where then you are just essentially be like ah! <laughs> Don't you think you could probably bring a flask into that? I right? got it. If I'm going, I'm gonna eat like ten brownies, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stuff my pants with flasks, <laughs> and I'm gonna sit there, and they're gonna be like, "Ooh, Bobby's doing dry pasta," and I'm gonna be like, "Oh!" And then it's going to cut to you, but you're just like so like your skin's moving because you have so much edible in your system, and you're just going like, "I really hope." That this young man can get his shit <laughs> enough together to beat Bobby Flay, that bastard. Beat Bobby Flay. I mean, honestly, I'm always rooting against Bobby Flay. Well, yeah, that's the goal, yeah. That's the name of the show. See, that's how they do it. I've been doing the opposite of this and watching uh, very sad things because I recently watched Abducted in Plain Sight. Me Fucking too! Fucking the whole family! What? Fucking the whole family! Family. Spoiler yeah. word pauses if you haven't watched this documentary yet. Spoiler, big spoiler. <laughs> oh my oh Holy my shit. God. Holy shit. I had to pause the whole time it. Or just like, what? <laughs> I had to pause what? it at least four times for Jeff and I just to be like, are you fucking kidding me? But the dude? problem is that it's just so nasty. What everything else that happens that it's so fucked up that it's so hard to talk about it because the the whole center of it it's this brutal story of a, of a kid being sexually assaulted it's all terrible but all of the, the stuff around it all the stuff around it's just so fucking 
cocky dookies. It's it's yeah, it's it, wacky and it's hard. I was I was I'm jealous you watched it with other people because I was watching it by myself and I was just like slack jawed at the TV and every time Gideon would like come in every once in a while to like say hi and I'd just be like, this is fucking crazy. This is so fucked up. <laughs> but like, I was really alone in like in the experience and I was like, yeah, like you said, Henry, it's like so it's like devastating. But then like. It's also it's like devastating, but it's really well done, and it's all, like I do find the family like so, uh, the parents like the, somewhat sympathetic, like like that they were all manipulated I, oh. by this person, and so it's like the range so of emotions hard, I felt. If you found out, I mean, honestly, a semi good looking friend of you and Gideon comes over, right, and he's fucking, he's talking with you, like he's hanging out all the time and stuff, and like you kind, you're gonna notice. If he's flirting with you and your husband. Because we know, like, Natalie and I have met swingers yeah. in L.A. And you get that thing where they go, ha, 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 where they kind of split. Or one comes and one and touches your one. knee and yeah. then the other one tries to touch the other part. Like, the little subtle, like, you guys should start holding hands. But what's so interesting about moves. it to me was that, like, <laughs> it was so, like, the, the, the parents were just so, like... Uh, repressed and it was such a like time of like it, it was like they were so like we were a normal family and we didn't talk about like what was going on or how things were feeling and so it, it was like the perfect opportunity for this fucking guy because it wasn't like they were going to be like do you think that was that guy's weird because they just like weren't like that you know no yeah. because the, he was fucking finger blasting mommy and daddy and he was perfectly built for both and he walked into their life and it's I think it's the definition of the term got got yeah. the whole family got it got it and they but they really judged over the whole religious aspect yes. of this and I thought that was a very interesting perspective to just be like yeah yeah no LDS yeah yeah no no well no, it's no, true cuz they don't want to they don't really want to hit the back because a part of it is that they were because that's nothing to do with the... It's not an anti-Mormon no. thing. It's like, it's not... It didn't have anything to do with the fact that they were Mormon. But the idea of the fact that they were so consumed with how the community was going to see... Yes. The fact that they signed that affidavit... Yes. Just so no one would know that yep. the father tampered with Dickies. Yes. Like, yes. that's... That's where it's wrong. Like, well, that's... Those parents should be in fucking jail. That's where I feel. I feel like that they were responsible. Like, like right. Like, in the culture that they were living in, which is like, right, the particularities maybe of LDS culture, but also just like American culture at that time, it was more terrifying to them to think that it would come out that, that the husband had a homosexual relationship than it was to continue to put their daughter at immense risk. Like, how fucking fascinating is that and I'm not saying it's that part is sympathetic that part's like what the fuck is wrong with you but they just the parents just seemed like such I, I don't mean to exonerate them because I was also like what the fuck is wrong with you but it just seemed like they were such like victims of something much bigger that's like kind of impossible to pinpoint like what the fuck was going on in your values that you were just like yeah I guess I guess yeah, this, this seems kind of cool. fishy, you know, but I won't do yeah, anything Yeah, yeah, like, it. okay, okay. I think there's a level of your vulnerability that on some level you are culpable for. Like, you, yeah. you, you have to that say... That was their like, fault as well. You I gotta truly believe out, that was their fault as well. You yeah. gotta open your eyes. Open, open, open your open eyes! Ojos. You remember that movie with Penelope Cruz? Ooh, open your eyes. Yeah, I remember Donatella um, Giovanni What is it? Versace House of Versace It's on Netflix now 
Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, well, because you should watch a documentary and get, get into it. But it's definitely, it just gets to a certain point where I feel like everybody could just be like, um, let's just, um, let me check in a little bit about the dude that's having sex with their whole family. Yeah. See, honestly, if it was, if he wasn't such a horrible person with like the underage and the marrying and all that stuff, take the kids out of it. <laughs> honestly, the man is if he's a, a, a central part really. of the story. All the crimes out. <laughs> then, like a dude that comes in and is charming enough to both seduce a wife and a husband you could be separately. President. I mean, that's pretty great. I don't know. Because then you have a third. If he was just a, if this was a documentary about a swinger who had swindled a husband and a wife into both sleeping with him, I'd be like, all right. Okay, let's like, go. <laughs> but the fact that that was his tool to be like a horrible monster was like, uh, it, it, it's it's amazing how much how well it worked. I mean, you know, it really depends. If you're horny enough for mommy and daddy, you can get it in there. Everybody, I guess, is looking for a way out. But I don't believe so because I don't think that there's a swinger that Natalie and I could meet that's going to snap our bond. But what if there was? Like, if there was one it that would could have to be Prince or, like, guys. it would have to be... Yeah. Annette Funicello. Really? No, she's dead. Is she alive? I think she's dead. Would she Annette Funicello do it for you? She no. looks like mom. I know. Ugh. Ew, you got problems. No, I didn't mean <laughs> to. We're going to make a documentary about you. He wants uh, to fuck his mommy. Abducted in Maine science. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also have this article open up about how everyone's obsessed because people keep talking about how sexy Ted Bundy is. Well, we yeah. talked about it for like 25 minutes on Side Stories oh, this week. I'm sorry. And we oh, no, I don't care. But as, as you went through this whole thing, I am, I think... Netflix being a bit hypocritical here saying they're scolding people about sexualizing Ted Bunny when you actually if you do watch that that which we talked about inside series if you watch that docu series it is making Ted Bunny out to be like Billy the Kid it is making you sort of root for him a like rock they doing, star yeah they are yeah. making it they are really emphasizing all of the dark CD all like the stuff like oh, what a monster in the shadows which is the, what last podcast kind of came out of rejecting which is all of it's weird like serial killers are sexy yeah I was curious to hear what you last podcast boys would think about the whole resurgence of Ted Bunny Zach and how yeah, yeah. Was, he, was, was he really like a there. great hot genius or was he just like a monster who killed people and got away with it but wasn't like a, a sexy genius he literally should have been shot in the head as a baby he was a waste of human life he was like he was like a type of person that should never have been allowed to grow up he was a very dangerous human being and then he loved the microphone and all of these cops just essentially allowed him to run the entire show because they were all just bowled over by this he's i mean like he was literally not even good looking enough to be an actor like if you if you, he could not have made it in Los Angeles, like if because they, honestly, in theory, there's all these pictures of him side by side with uh, George W. Bush, and he does look a lot like George W. Bush. I and you know, I want to go to Bone Town with a lot. You know what? I don't really find him that sexy. That's great, Jackie. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> you are just. I wow. am being brave. Can I give you uh, the key to the city? <laughs> Ketchup caviar. I'm sorry. This I pulled up this article. I don't mean to immediately divert from it. What's ketchup caviar? Heinz introduces ketchup caviar ahead of Valentine's Day. What is it? I'll eat it, man. See, I I'm just going out. I'm, I'm also going to be hashtag brave. I'm kind of anti ketchup. Oh, I ketchup? thought you were going to say anti caviar. Well, I mean, you know, I can give a fuck about caviar. It's too salty. I, I like it. It's fun in a moment. But the with ke ketchup is not. 
I'm not always into ketchup. I like, you know, if you're going to have ketchup with some french fries, sure. But that's really the only time for me it is appropriate to use. How about, have you guys ever done it on an egg and cheese, though? Or a bacon egg and cheese? Mm, yeah, See, yeah. I, I mix like it, it mix with, it with mayo. some hot sauce. Oh. See, Jackie really likes mayonnaise. God, I love she mayo. She still really likes mayonnaise, and no. I've kind of opted a lot of mayonnaise out of my world. I think that that's probably good, but I did just take a picture the other day of me making a roll-up, and Jeff mm. took it of me with, like, it was provolone, a little bit of turkey, and I made a roll-up, but in the center of it, I put a bunch of mayo, squirted a bunch of mayo in there, and as I'm eating it, just the mayo's gushing on the sides. And the look of disgust on his face, but also... Admiration as I lick the mayo off oh, my no. fingers. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no! I'm having flashbacks. I grew up in a town where there was a, 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 a pizza place that made something called BLT pizza, which sounds good, except that they also put mayonnaise on top of the pizza. Oh hell mm. yeah! This is a full on. This is a hometown meal. This is a hometown mm. Midwestern pizza, and I have like there was like a night I, we didn't. Eat, I wasn't. I wasn't high or drunk or anything. Sober as a church mouse, and we like ordered a bunch of pizza from this place and my friend was eating the BLT pizza and he was like dripping all over his fingers and his face and he was licking it off and he was so into it and I was like I still have the images like seared into my brain I was so upset (laughs) well I remember I did that for a hot period of time when there was like this is I think what booted me off of it is that Eddie used to work at this place called 99 Miles to Philly in New York there's a Philly cheesesteak restaurant and I used to go and eat there on my lunch break sometimes this is when I was like I was a big old boy. And I went there and they got, I used to get his cheesesteak sandwich and he used to make it for me extra nice. So what he would do what is. What does that mean? Extra juice? Like, right before he would put the meat on, he'd do a stripe of cheese sauce, extra cheese sauce. He'd do a stripe of mayonnaise and he'd mm. do some hot sauce on the very bottom of it. And then mix the, the cheesesteak mixture with the peppers and the onions in on top of it. And man, oh man. That is just what you eat if you are doing whatever it is possible to not make it back to work. I mean, that <laughs> sounds delicious. I mean, it was very delicious, but it is just like, it's essentially like eating a cheesesteak mousse sandwich. Mm. <laughs> was just like, oh no, we shouldn't mm. have, I haven't eaten yet. And I'm, no, I'm so hungry. hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry too. I'm so hungry. Mm. I just, because I remember they just eating and slapping it in my mouth and just me and Holden holding me like, I can't eat at this 99 miles to Philly anymore because he had this thing where he said the bread was making his hands itch. Like he was having this weird, we were also fighting quite a bit at the time period. We were what working at an office Wait. He was. He thought he was allergic to the bread? He was just a mess. He was a mess, and so he'd be like, uh, "Every time we go to Nana's place, my hands itch, <laughs> so we can't go there." But the only thing he would eat is halal food. So we'd go, and he would. God, just that eat was his... that weird period of time when you and Holden would go and get your lunch together it was every two hours, day. Two years we worked in the same office, and you go and get your lunch, and you guys bicker through lunch, scream at lunch because he could never, we could never choose who would eat where, and Holden had his specifics that he had to do each certain day. There were things that he had to eat, and he had to eat it every week. <laughs> Quip, quip the helpful brush. The more you rub, the more you gush. The more you gush, the better you feel. So brush your teeth after every meal. 
you know what? That made a lot more sense than I thought it was going to. But you know what makes even more sense? Using Quip. We're not perfect, but we can do better. Every day is a choice, and Quip is a better electric toothbrush that can help. Me and my Quip, we are as best of friends as can be. You know, I've named my little clean times boy Herb, because I can hands down say, I always trust a Herb. You know, I've never met a Herb I didn't like. Let's be real, I've never met a Herb in my life. But if I did, I bet he would have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your whole mouth evenly, just like my Quip. Am I falling in love with a dependable man that I've never met? You bet your petunias I am. But fortunately, I can kiss my brush herb to sleep every night in that invented man's stead. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. Herb has us covered and make sure we are taking care of our mouth the way we should. Nobody wants a suckle down from a dirty mouth. Quip is always there when I need him. And thanks to Herb's multi-use cover, I can slang him in my bindle and take him to the streets. That's why I love my Quip. And why over one million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash page seven right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash page seven. I'm just really, truly getting disgusted at the idea of ketchup caviar. Wait, is it just, See, ca- is like, it so just ketchup? There's no actual caviar involved in the food items, it says. But each jar has pearls of Heinz tomato ketchup that are sure to elevate your Valentine's Day meal oh. into a fine dining experience. It's kind of a funny idea. The oh. pearls look just like fish eggs, but red. Which is how the item got its name. So what it's asking you to do oh. is to take these pearls. Like, what do you put well, this on to make it a fine dining experience? How I would probably do it. I mean, it's nasty. It's fucking nasty. But you could literally make, like, a funny version of a fancy meal very easily and, like, ladle it on top of, like, a hot dog hash or something. Because then it's like, because caviar does a you thing You have been watching Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> elevate it. You got to elevate it. But so it would pop in your mouth. Like little popules. Like, that's why you like tamago or, like, when you put yeah. fish eggs from sushi on something. Because yeah, you get little pops, pops of juice. I, it's like a gusher, a ketchup gusher. Yeah, and I don't know if I need a ketchup gusher in my life. No one needs anything. I just really don't like these tweets when it has, like, what it's people have been fake. tweeting at Heinz Ketchup. I do, also, I was just talking about the mixture of mayo and ketchup, and someone said ketchup caviar is your best idea since mayo chup? Mayo chup is, is made up. All of this called? is made up. The tweets to them are made up. All of this is fake. But Henry, someone says, I never needed something more in my life. It's all fake. They wrote it in an article for, for whatever. This is popculture.com. This is all fake. They don't know, but I do understand that the, the, I, the concept of it. You know when I have been eerily interested in what shows that like I mean I gotta figure myself out is the hot Cheeto chicken sandwich from KFC are you into it I'm kind of I would eat it desperately curious about it I don't even eat eat meat but I would definitely eat it yeah I'm pretty curious about it we were talking about this the other day KFC is kind of lost in some of its integrity in terms of its flavor profile. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but I wonder what it would be like. I think about it sometimes. The Flaming Hot Cheeto thing is real, and it is now. 
What, what is going on? It's just one of those things. It entered into the. It's a it, people like them. They're tasty. But it's been it's been people have been using them as as a elevating tool in other ingredients for a long time. I remember when I was in college, I had an internship with uh, teaching theater, uh, uh, and there was high school kids there, and they said that they liked to make scrambled eggs and crush up fl- uh, flaming hot Cheetos and put the flaming hot Cheetos in the scrambled eggs, which I'll be honest, sounds fantastic. But I just like. I draw the line is I went to go get a poke bowl. Oh. And they were like, Do you want some flaming hot Cheetos in your poke bowl? And that's I was like, out of I don't step. know. That's out of step. That's not I what we're know, looking but for. All of the poke no. places have it now. Interesting. And I kinda wanna try it. That's interesting. Yeah, try it. Try it one time. There's certain things. It's like when Sriracha was the flavor thing of the world mm-hmm. for a while and then it kinda ends when it's like when Wendy's has a Sriracha burger. That's when it ends. I feel like the flaming hot Cheetos can go with a lot of things, like put it on a pizza, you know, put mm. it on a chicken, put it like. Mm. But I don't think it. I, I I don't think a poke like fresh fish, fresh raw fish is not what I associate it with. Uh-oh. I'm approaching hunger age seven I'm over hungry. here. I'm just like, I wanted to talk about the the. I mean, in my hot dog ambassador world. That Miko Miki Sudo, who is the female champion of hot dog eating, does not make as much money as Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut's got the ad campaigns though. It's like the WNBA. And I honestly think that maybe she's just not working hard for it because he yep. earns two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars wow. a year from competition. You have got to do a lot of shit to earn two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in the competitive eating world. It is not a that's lucrative world. That's not that just easy. That, like that's why it's like it's not that she's not working hard enough. I just feel like she's not getting out there. She don't got the brand. She's probably not uh, getting booked recognition as much as him yeah. because he's. It's possible. Got more name recognition. It's but possible. also, how do we get in contact with Joey Chestnut? I think that I l- literally could just go and throw a sandwich at his window, whatever fucking place he lives in, and we'll go like, hey, it's me, Joey Chestnut. And we'll go, yeah, 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 hey, dog it up, bro. USA, USA. Dog it up. Yeah. Then he'll be, yeah, you just have, if you chant USA long enough, he comes out in an American flag skirt going like, hey, where are them dogs? Where are them dogs at? <laughs> it sounds like he's going to motorboat me while he does this. I won't let him. Where them dogs? Where are them dogs? I'm like, those are my breasts. Get out of here, master. Master? Master? I want them to Get put the caviar in a squeeze bottle. And then I would put the caviar like a ketchup or a mustard, I would put it on a hot dog. You know, I would put it on anything, but put it, mm. put that, make it like how when they put, you know, jam in a ketchup bottle and it was a great idea or jelly or whatever. Ooh. Do it like that, but with caviar. Mm. See, I just feel like you just imagine the bleh, 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 bleh. Bleh. Well, caviar's tiny eggs. Those are pretty big eggs. Well, ketchup. Yeah. The, the ketchup eggs. Ketchup. <laughs> the ketchup eggs. I hate ketchup. Ketchup. I hate ketchup. Ketchup. But those cat stuff eggs are very big. More like salmon roe, probably, right? Salmon roe. I like it. Tamago. Yeah, I like the big eggs. Mm-hmm. Well, big <laughs> but, then, but caviars, I like the 20 eggs, too. And mostly it's just because I like anything that it takes a long time to fish out of the guts out of an animal. <laughs> yeah, but what about quail eggs? I'll eat them, but there's not enough egg. It's not enough. You see, it's different, right? Because caviar's such tiny little eggs, but I like them <laughs> because you get a million in one scoop. But... 
quail eggs too small because you only get one at a time. And that's the problem. That's not enough egg. Not so enough if I'm going like to have an egg with big yellow yolk, I want to be bigger egg than this. <laughs> this is really good radio. This is what you wanted. This is why I'm on the show. This is what people want to know. <laughs> How, what kind of size eggs do you like? It's really nice because it's not Dr. Mengele. Yeah, it is the opposite of what you guys have been doing. I know we already touched briefly on Mahershala Ali and his hotness, but you guys, this is like one of the rare uh, convergences on page seven where we all watched uh, Abducted in Plain Sight. We're all watching True Detective, um, and I can't remember what the third one is, but, uh, oh, fi- the Fire Festival documentary. Oh, yeah, we watched a bunch of those Fire Festival oh, documentaries, yeah. and now they're trying to do, but I now I'm almost anti even the coverage of them because it's like they're using it to flip Fire Festival 2 and everybody's now doing the orange tile on Instagram. I doing also that kind don't of like that the now all of the agencies and the models themselves are being sued for doing... They the, don't know what they, they were doing. They don't know what they were doing. They their just are jobs, told where to go. Their jobs are to be pert and to play in the waves. That is their job. And to not get hit by cars. Yeah. And they could just keep to the golf carts they're supposed to be in and the trailer's supposed to be in. They get spray painted. They get stood up until they're too old. And then they either get... And they get shipped off to a farm where they can, they run, can frolic. Run and run and run. <laughs> you know, because I'm certain that that's where they go. All these, damn, all these influencers, they're all just supposed to just post whatever people tell them to on Instagram. Instagram. My favorite part yeah, of the, I only watched the Netflix one. I didn't watch the Hulu one, but I spent most of the documentary not giving this dude the benefit of the doubt, but being like, I'll bet he's just such an idiot who thinks he can never do anything wrong that he wasn't even purposefully trying to defraud people. And then I got to that and I was like, oh, nope, nope, I was wrong. He definitely was a purposeful fraudy man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's dead to everyone. He's, he's having a great time in jail. He's actually doing great in jail. He's crushing it. But he's just like a big shouldered doofus who's like, yeah, corporate margin profits I can bring in millennials and seek a new target audience and no one took it seriously nobody took it seriously until it started hurting rich people that's yeah. when it, they started to and really, I get it yeah I know because pr- let's protect them did you want to talk about the shining sequel I actually you ever read Dr. Slate see I haven't this is why I wanted to bring it up so Molly the uh, the the dude that created haunting of Hill House Mike Flanagan is in the process of making the shining sequel called Whoa. Dr. Sleep and that's what actually why I had this up because is it something that I should read it is wackety schmackety like in a good honestly, way I don't even know there is like I'm just straight up like psychic battles, psychic vampires. There's many vampires in it. Like these kind of immortal. Sh- it goes off the fucking reservation. It is a very, very, even for Stephen King, it's so like pop horror-y where it's like, he, it's like he watched American Horror Story and he's like, oh, I should start writing things like this where it is like there are 50 different storylines and each one's fucking more insane than the next. Yeah. So it's fun. It's like a page turner, which is what Stephen King does best. Yeah. So I'm certain it will make a great television show. I'm sure it's going to make it. I think it's a movie that he's doing. But it doesn't really fit. Like if you read The Shining, The Shining was a whole different Stephen King. And then Stephen King, I mean, I've read pretty much every one of his books. And so now it's like, ever since he got hit by the car, yeah, shit yeah, has yeah. done changed. Well, it's because he stopped doing blocane. A, a little bit about stop, but he did stop doing the blocane. And then it's also like, I just think he's like, fuck it. He's mm-hmm. like, you're just going to do this shit. And he's like, he is obviously addicted to writing. I just don't know how I feel about Ewan McGregor being in it. 
You know, I I and am, I used to want a sloosh all over. No, him. I remember because you had the cutout of him. And oh the, my god, I loved you and McGregor, and I would watch Moulin Rouge every day. It's a sequel to the. So is you on? Is you and McGregor uh, the grown up little boy? Yeah. Yes. Ah. But he's like a but he's like a homeless dude and all this kind of shit. It's interesting. There's there's stuff that's interesting. But I feel I would um say for you to read uh, Doctor Sleep is good. It's fun, but a higher brow I think a better version of Dr. Sleep is a book called The Hollow Man by Dan Simmons is that like the Kevin Bacon movie no it is about <laughs> um, what happens I when you're <laughs> no it's about um, basically it's like a really interesting drama book about what it would really be like if you were very very psychic and it's like this guy who's like a homeless man that had was in love with his wife who was also a psychic and when she died like it killed something inside oh, of him oh it's psychic so, v psychic yeah ooh it's cool ooh Hollow it's man? good book Hollow right, man. hell yeah i'm into it um but i also need we need to just we have to discuss because the Super Bowl is this week. What? Oh, I honestly ball games. didn't even fucking know. I completely I didn't, know. didn't like, know. I did not know. Eddie's like, so you coming over Sunday? And I was like, I got, I, you know, I'm he doing all this kind of stuff. He hit me up too and I was like, when do, when do, do we watch this game? But I had to ask. I was like, oh, you guys just having to get together? He's like, it's the Super Bowl. And I was like, I Yeah, I used to watch the Super Bowl at Kissel's house way back in the day. Yeah, because yeah, it was fun then, but now it's like on a Sunday by that point, I got soft pants on. Yeah, I'm fucking rolling up my fucking doobies, man. I'm not saying there. I'm not not gonna make some like buffalo chicken wing dip. You can eat that alone in the house. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Make a seven layer dip and eat it at home. Yeah, and Sunday nights is when True Detective comes out. Oh yeah, it mm. does. Oh my god, I'm so mad that I'm all caught up. But you know, we've been flipping between the new season of True Detective and season one. Interesting. It's been great. Skip season two though. I don't even remember what happened. Oh, yeah, we, I just remember Taylor Kitsch's short hair that I loved, but that's literally the only thing I remember. I the, the long hair. Natalie and I's mutual hatred of season two of True Detective is what allowed me to uh, hit on her and flirt with her oh. during our time. So I have to still think. Wait, what? Yeah. Our, that's what started our, like, when we were talking separately, I used the our mutual hatred of True Detective for me. Then I can always have an excuse to text her. That's a good... That's See? cute. See, and then you can, hate to, you can hate text about True Detective, swerve it into, so what are your hopes and dreams? Is that your line? Yeah, I was just like, well, how can I help you reinvent yourself into a bird so you can fly into the clouds. I think that that's the opposite of what you want to do. No, it's like I've how a Native American couple. shaman flirts with them. <laughs> what if we could see, th- what if I can show you how to see through the veil and meet our ancestors? I mean, I understand because I've been watching a lot of uh, King of the Hill. So it's very John Redcorn and I get it. I get why she's all over that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, I, I turn You're into just a, like John Redcorn. I'm just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie shows up expecting John Redcorn sees you. She's like, wow. Um, it is interesting. I'm a performer. Um, I'm just really hoping that there's uh, some... I really am I'm begging somebody to revamp the Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Remember Puppy Monkey Baby? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you remember Puppy Monkey? Yes. Puppy Monkey Baby. Yes. <laughs> From the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl commercials. She um, jumped into Super Bowl commercials. I, 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 I was hoping we would go back. I don't know who's the even, I don't, I'm don't. i so out of touch. Who's the um the, the halftime? Ball players. I don't know. Ball players. Mar- Maroon 5. Well, Maroon 5 is doing the halftime show. That's what she asked. 
Oh, I thought you meant who was playing the game. <laughs> ball no, players. I, don't know. I was like, it's ball the, players are the, doing the halftime show. It's like I the Arkansas that. Snakers and <laughs> the, I, I believe it's the New Jersey Sandals. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they got their socks on. Oh. Oh. Fashion joke. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Page 7 a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at page7.robinhood.com. Um, it is Maroon 5. Maroon 5. And uh, Travis Scott. And they um, have decided this year that they're going to cancel, or they already have, canceled the uh, press conference show about the halftime show. I am so, like, I can't believe, because for me, when I think of Brave Artists mm-hmm. and the people out there that are putting it all on the line for this country. Is it Adam Levine? Their, yeah. Is it Adam I, Levine? I've been saying for a long time, and Molly, I know, agree this because I've heard you say the same thing. He's the Rosa Parks of rock and roll. <laughs> I do say that. He, <laughs> I have a, yeah, I've heard you say this. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. That's what he plays. Nothing but pure ripping tunes. And he stands up for what's right. And he turns his chair around, but only if he likes the voice that he hears. Mm-hmm. And he also, uh, man, he's so humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah, just yeah, think yeah. Maroon Five is just being like, give him the rock, man. Let him. Go. They need to. I need. I think they should the rewrite. Prison? You know, the like in foot. <laughs> that's like a basketball. But you know what I think that they should do is I think they should rewrite the uh, national anthem. You're right. You're right. Rosa Parks. Adam Levine is like, he's like a question mark in my mind. I know what he looks like, but he's so generic and he's so much like so many other men wearing hoodies that it's like hard for me to actually conjure up an image of him. He's really not my type. Man, we're going, we're talking about against my type this week. Interesting. I'm glad because I'm sick of you sitting in a fucking puddle while I'm sitting in a I like living in a puddle. Living in a puddle like a frog. They are. (laughs) I'm a monkey frog. I. (laughs) Bud. Hello. I just imagine that's how I sound every time you enter into the studio. Yes. I'm sitting on my lily pad. I want to, can I read the NFL statement? Please. This is the NFL statement about Maroon 5. Maroon 5 has been working hard on a Pepsi Super Bowl. What's the L333? 53. <laughs> Maroon 5 has been working hard on a Pepsi Super Bowl 53 halftime show that will meet and exceed the standards of this event. As it isn't about music, the artists will let their show do the talking as they prepare to take the stage this Sunday. Starting with the Pepsi Super Bowl 53 halftime show announcement, we began a cross-platform rollout of behind-the-scenes footage Uh. and content from each of the halftime performers. Instead of hosting a press conference, this social and digital media rollout Uh. will continue through Sunday across our 
owned and operated media assets as well as through the platforms of the artists. I don't uh. like this. No. I don't want to see behind the scenes footage. No, but yes, you do. Maybe he just told you, you that you did. A social media rollout is not the same thing as a press conference. Not like they ask, I don't even understand what a press conference, it's not like they ask tough questions, but it's the still Rosa not the same. The Parks of Rock and Roll's <laughs> lawyers and media team has spoken. All right, they have sent it out. This is what they, this is what it is. This is the world we're living in, but let's get used to it. Get used to get it. Get used to it. Talking about it like it's a... <laughs> Like it's a White House press briefing. I just, but I guess it's because they're getting a lot of flack because they really, because so many people said no to doing the halftime show because of everything that's happening with the NFL. Uh, and they're bad. And uh-huh. I know that they're bad. I don't know anything about the ball Who's games. But I, know I don't know. Bad. I know everyone's bad or whatever, but if they just kind of stepped up in front of it or if they just chosen somebody who's maybe not Maroon 5, someone who's like, I'd like, like to see. Like somebody I'd be curious in seeing. Maroon and then five, ma- it's like, it's it's again, it's another cold play. We're just like, I don't want to watch. This isn't going to be fun. Who listens to Maroon 5 voluntarily? The thing is that they got some good jams on there. They are definitely the kind of, that like, uh, no, because you know what Maroon pop. 5 is? Do you remember our friend Jeff Darland? Yes. I remember when Jeff Darland discovered Maroon 5 in college. He drove his wood-paneled PT Cruiser, and he would blast Maroon 5 24-7, and that, to me, is Maroon 5. And Maroon 5 should only legally be played out of the the speakers of a limited edition. (laughs) Wooden panel. <laughs> they sided have PT some fun bops. They do have some fun bops. You're using bop now? Yeah. What's one of their fun bops? Sing it for me. Um, there's the it's one with the girl. It's taking its toll on me, Jesus. Too much. No, I like too the new one. Too many What is it? Oh, it's like, the girls like you, and then the girls like me, and we Ugh, girls shut up, like that. Shut up. I'm fucking, I hate it. 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 <laughs> He's a less... He thinks it's like he couldn't be farther from African-American, but Adam Levine, in a way, thinks that he's closer to being African-American than Justin Timberlake does. You know what I mean? Yes. Where he thinks he's like, I'm the new Motown. Mm. <laughs> Where yeah. Justin Timberlake is at least maybe close. Oh, wait, are you saying Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber? Ju- no, I'm talking about fucking Justin Bieber is what I don't even consider. Him. He's doing meth now. That's what they say. <gasps> oh you know who God. I've seen in a lot of blind items recently is Neil Young. Well, I mean, he's. I, wait, about what? Doing that? Some, some weird real, like, real estate battle with Daryl Hannah? They're married. Yeah? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Man, can you imagine get those weird slimy hands, those weird calloused <laughs> old man skeleton hands all over your pure Daryl Hannah body? I honestly, have you seen her as of late? She looks good. Mm. Let me see her. Mm. I don't know. If, I don't know. Back. Daryl Hannah has had way too much plastic surgery. Oh yeah, she's starting to look like a lady gremlin. She does look you know like a lady gremlin. She is become. It's uh, you know it's actually she looks okay. She looks, she looks okay, but it's too much plastic surgery. It's I mean yeah I mean I th- I think that's a shame because she has such a beautiful face. But what can you do? But she's actually starting to look like plastic surgery Patricia Arquette interesting <laughs> yeah but with a wider face that's what happens it's like we were talking about this last night about Tom Cruise about how like you can tell which movie because Tom Cruise is literally booked four years in advance like he has all these movies rolling rolling and you can tell which movies he d- had the work done during that in order for it to look more normal for later movies like you could see that during that 
drug haul movie, I think it was American Made, he had just gotten the Botox in, so he looked like a Lego head. Like, his head looked like it was fucking 10 pounds. It was very broad. Very puffy. Very puffy. Looked like He looked like an Easter Island dude. But then, by Mission Impossible, he looked normal again. Did Sylvester Stallone get a lot of plastic surgery like that? Because he, I just watched Creed, yeah. and I know I'm very late, but he looked had kind of a Lego head, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. But at the same time, he's not... I wonder what they do, though. They because were talking his about, face is not tight. My uh, Our friend Emily Fleming was talking about how she was d- doing some retail work in Beverly Hills. And she's a lot of movie stars coming out. And they're like... She was talking about how, like, a facelift, you can fucking see it. Like, if you look at a side of a person's head that has had a facelift, that it's not front forward, like they wait with they, they position it for the cameras, it looks like you tucked in a sheet. And that they talk about how Burt Reynolds used to have to shave behind his ears from how much they had pulled the skin up. Ooh. So he would literally get beard hair behind his fucking whoa. ears. <laughs> whoa. That shit's intense, man. I mean, that's really just crazy to think about it. I, I mean, yeah, because what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? That's why I want to start getting the tape. <laughs> the people have the well, tape and start it? taping my face back. They were t- I think it was the same conversation. <laughs> that the, they had a friend that grew up in Beverly Hills, so what she would do was put a piece of tape on her forehead, and the idea is that her mom grew up, when she literally grew up as a little girl, they would put tape on her forehead, and she would be, her mom would tell her, make sure when you talk, you don't move the tape. Oh, my God. To make God. sure that you, you don't get creases on your forehead. And so now she talks like this. Without telling Wait, who is this? This is a friend of a friend. Oh, it was okay. like doing a thing, and it's little, it's smooth like ice. She's in her thirties, but it's she talks like this, and she literally can't move any of the muscles connecting from her. Muscles. Is it too no. late to start this now? She's Can never I start doing. This? Does this? <laughs> you last two and a half seconds. Jen. <laughs> but the thing is that you start talking like this, and you really can't make too many noises, and you can't. I can go like this. <laughs> we look, look, look so did my, scary. Do my eyebrows move? If I wait, hold on. Let me. I have to center. Jackie, you got here! <laughs> Jackie! Put the gun down! It's weird. Jackie, because, put the gun down! Because, Henry, your your eyebrows are not moving, but your temples are flaring. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, put the gun down! Oh. Jackie! Open this door! Open this door! <laughs> this is obviously if you're an hostage. If I'm an hostage. If you're right. an hostage. Well, I now have... I got workout veins. I have these tension veins at the side of my fucking head that are growing thicker and thicker. I'm starting to look like Christopher Maloney without all the success. <laughs> well, I feel like if you sacrifice... Like, I could spend my every ounce of my energy focusing on not creasing my eyebrows, like the space between my two eyebrows, but then I feel like the crease has just got to be redirected somewhere else. Like, if I keep my upper face neutral, then it's all going to come out on the bottom, you know? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to have a bunch of giblets. You're going to get, like, weird wrinkles on your breasts and stuff and weird, like, your, your, your fetal curl or some, yeah, some they, weird shit where you can't be like, how did this happen? How am I getting stress lines on my arms? <laughs> Gideon, come take the baby. Gideon, come take this baby from me. I need a break. I like it because it makes you like makes your lips have to go up. More well, is there a way to do it that you're not actually like we're obviously kind of exaggerating the amount of the? the you look so creepy when you do this. Because my problem is that it just kind of reveals kind of how sad my eyes look. <laughs> 
if I'm not constantly kind of flexing <laughs> that muscle. Like, am I moving it? You're not. It's just the tension. There's spots. no tension. No, now I'm trying to drain all tension. It's weird though because you're having where where it's bulging is that there's a vein underneath your eye <laughs> that's bulging oh, yeah. when you do it. I feel like this is bad for you. <laughs> <That> <laughs> no, it's making it's making me like get short of breath. That is very Christopher Maloney of you. I'm scared. It really, it hurts. It feels like a clench when I do it. Because I just so naturally, I just always want to like, I want to move and we were trained to train our face and move our faces in order to tell stories. Yeah, I think that, well, it's time to take it back because I think we're going to start talking like this a lot more. And I think it would be really good if we just stopped yelling as much. Well, you don't have to yell anymore, Jackie. Why do we always have to yell? I think the only way I can do it is I like I have to make a face as if someone's just said something that really upset me. And I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. it in my Midwestern way of dealing with emotions, which is just to shut down. Like I just have to shut down. Just shut down. Oh my God! How is your family? It's so cold. (laughs) Are they just frozen into their homes? Uh, they're out here where they they watch Freddy. They watch Freddy. So uh, they've been. Oh, that's right. But I have all my friends uh, are definitely uh, posting about, you know, it sounds kind of fun. Like, I mean, it's not fun, but, you know, they're getting their snacks and their wine and they're hunkering. Yeah. You know, they're. They get the fun, like, they get those snow days, which is fun. I will say that about that. It was like when we had Hurricane Sandy, the only, it's not nice, but the rest of the city was destroyed. But we had a fantastic week because we didn't get to us. I had a great time. I watched a lot of American Horror Story before the lights went out. I like a collective weather experience. Like, I love it in New York when there's a blizzard and everyone goes ape shit and goes to the grocery store and then everyone stays home and watches a bunch of shit. But it's only fun when the stakes are actually really low. Like, right now in the Midwest, it's, like, legit, like, a life-threatening experience like for people. people die if they yeah. go outside. Yeah, yeah. really they bad. They these things. They, uh, I was reading that they're shipping people to warming centers, which, number one, I mean, again, after doing all of this. Oh, Holocaust no, all work, the Auschwitz. <laughs> Warming centers, what a horrible name for a place. And I just imagine them throwing them into a giant oven. But then I also imagine being like, what is a warming center? Is it just a burning building that people hang around and just show their hands to? (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. That's very scary. I assume it's like a gym, a high school gym situation. Is it? That's just really hot? Is it a, yeah, is it a fire in there? I think it's just a, a, an indoor place that's, war- you know, that's not like a fire, but like is warm because it's indoors, you know? Because I feel like it's like they handle riot crowds, but instead of water to use hoses to shoot hot chocolate all over them. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Dude. I think that you would um, hurt yourself. What? But like my, uh, I'm not going to hurt myself after. I'm trying to think of a, some sort of segue. I just want to let you guys know that you have to watch Lindsay Lohan's, the trailer for her new movie coming out called Among the Shadows. Is this good? No. It of is not. garbage, 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 garbage. And uh, we, are, uh, we are running out of time in our episode today, but I just needed to let everyone know that she has her first movie coming out. In six years. Oh, yeah, since the canyons. And she is playing the wife of some sort of European president diplomat. She's doing a lot of themes like this, where because she spends a lot of time in Europe, and it seems to be she's trying to validate it with yes. all these, these things. But I will say that it is about some sort of vampire zombies, and their eyes turn an ice-cold blue cool. before they attack. All right. It looks uh, like really, really fun garbage. And don't worry, you don't, you don't even have to see it in the movie theater. It's coming right to your television. Oh, good. It, <laughs> it makes me just want to watch I Know Who Killed Me, though. Like, that makes me very, very nostalgic for I Know Who Killed Me. 
Is yeah. that fun enough to watch again? Absolutely. Really? Yeah? I mean, I only saw it once, so I can't, I might regret those words, but it was pretty fucking fun. I do love, I love her statements, though. I've been working for 28 years in Hollywood. <laughs> I know the ups and downs of being in the stars. <laughs> I know the ups and downs of being in the spotlight. People judge me every second, <laughs> so I disappeared. disappeared. Now I want to do things differently. I want to be my own boss. Is this a mixture of Christian Bale's Batman as well as Mariah Carey? She just sounds like that. <laughs> I think that that is what she is. Raphael Nadal's engaged. Who? Raphael Nadal. Do you know who this is? Tennis oh, man. He's a tennis man. You have to, you see... Look at how excited he is. Tennis man. <laughs> tennis man. It, did, it does say, oh no, it says tennis star. I thought it did say tennis man. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We're, we're Oh yeah, no blind items and none of that shit. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got the list. Who's, Who's on the list? the list? Marcus. Come on guys, one more yeah, time. I have, I have that, that list. list. I have that list. It's kind of dumb. This it's thirty, yeah, 30 celebs with surprising, surprising college majors. majors. Oh. You look disappointed. Well, in it's me. mostly just because it's like they're they're all surprising. Because why would they go to school if they're gonna be fucking movie stars? Eva Langoria was a uh, kinesiology for kinesiology. Carrie Underwood, mass communications, that literally means nothing. Aziz Ansari, marketing, means nothing. Gabrielle Union, sociology, means nothing. Marketing is not a surprising major. A lot of people major in marketing. A surprising would be like, you know, oceanography. Well, that's what I thought that this list was going to be, but I never look at the list. Yeah, I'm And that's the problem. My name is Jeff Goldberg, and I'm a Teffy. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Neuroscience, we know this. J. Cole, communications, I don't even know who that is. Kourtney Kardashian... Theater She was arts? a theater major. But why is that surprising? Not surprising. None of this because is surprising. She's, um, because she's kind of dead on the inside. Natalie Portman's psychology is its only reason why it's not surprising because I've heard it a bunch because they talk about it a lot. I'm sad, though, because apparently the Vox Lux, the, Vox that Lux. movie Vox Lux. It's supposed to be good. See, I hear that it's not that good. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. I know because I was like, ooh, I want to see that. When's it coming out? And I looked it up. It's been out. For, for a month and a half. Like, it's already out, in and out. Oh, Cole Sprouse was on the, the, yeah, the twin show. Riverdale! And he, who is he on Riverdale? Juggy! That's He's Jughead! Oh. Henry, what are you, oh. who is he? I don't know. Who is he? Uh, you look at this thing, oh, geographical information systems? He didn't even really go to college. He, yes, he did, he went to NYU, and actually he worked the entire time. Yeah, GS, that's sure. those maps. I had a friend who did that in college. The maps. Oh, Interesting. That is kind of surprising. He's a map. That boy. that is legit surprising. He's a map. That boy. is a little surprising. Chris Martin, Greek and Latin, whatever. It means he just wasted his time. Rashida Jones, comparative religion, didn't fucking. She wasn't. She was checked out. Oh, I would have definitely made out with her in college. Ooh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. A. a what is sports information? Will Ferrell is a ballist. He's a ballster. Now that's a surprising major. It's a yes, you heard me. Sports information. He yeah, said. Yeah, a program so difficult, so this is very funny. He says a program so difficult, so arduous that they discontinued it eight years after I left. <laughs> Those of us with sports information degrees are on elite group. We're like the Navy SEALs of USC graduates. There are very few of us, and there was a high dropout rate. <laughs> That's legit surprising. I love Will Ferrell so much. I'm just gonna see if there's anything. That Although is I do want to see that um the what is it the Sherlock and Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Not good. I know. Did you already see it? No, but it does not. It's an airplane movie. I know. I'll definitely watch it on an airplane. Yeah. So that's just that's an overview. There was a quick list today. 
Yeah, it does go for me. It's a list. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much hungry. for joining us today. I'm, I'm, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so brutally hungry. Uh, thank you, Henry, for joining us. Yeah, today. thanks, Henry. Yeah, that was fun. I love you very much, Molly, and thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys as well. And, oh my um, God, Neil Young kind of looks like Kathy Bates in this picture. Yikes! <laughs> Neil Young is not looking good, but at the same time, honestly, oh God, that's a rough <laughs> yeah, picture. He's kind of cute, and he's kind of cute in a weird little <laughs> way. He looks like he looks like um, ET. <laughs> like he's kind of got weird little jolly face. He's got yeah. that funny little smile. Yeah, <laughs> look at that, dude. Oh, look at his little Ew, teeth. Andrew just keeps taking the clicker of the mouse and just like shoving it in his mouth. <laughs> Stop cleaning his teeth. Clean these teeth. Look at these gray little tombstone teeth. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. My name is Molly Neffel. Thank you, Molly. I love you guys. And um, I'm going to go eat something. Legalize it. Legalize it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, Zabrowskis. Love Love you. you. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.